Hey everyone, it's Eliza from 100% Real Books here, and today we are going to be starting our November book club. Hey, what's up? So today, I feel awful about doing this, and I know I said we were going to do the one and only Ivan, but I was not able to get that book in time, which I know I feel awful about doing this, but I'm changing it, and this book, this book personally one of the best books i've ever read it's appropriate for all age groups good for all age groups everyone can learn something from it everyone can be enlightened by this book it is amazing one of the best books i've ever read also i apologize if there's like some background noise it's really windy outside my house today and the, it's the end of fall so all the leaves are falling off so it's quite like loud but this book is out of my mind by sharon m draper this is such a good book. I would recommend it to anybody. And so I'm going to be reading the first chapter of it, reading the back, describing what the cover looks like, my initial thoughts, everything about that. And let's get into it. Okay, so the cover of this book, at least the cover that I have, I know there are different variations depending on the book you buy or you like get from the library or um, anything. Um, but mine, it's, it's blue. Uh, light blue and it has a little fishbowl with a little fit with a little illustrated fish jumping out of the fishbowl um, And it has like some sparkles on it little like little bubbles. It says out of my mind a novel number one New York Times bestseller um, so uh, I'm gonna read the back See what I think so far like what I think of the blurb on the back and then I will get into it and read the first chapter, give my initial thoughts, and basically, just like we did with the like we did with the last book, the remarkable journey of Coyote Sunrise. If you haven't read like listened to that series, I would definitely recommend you doing that because that book was super good, super worth reading. And yeah, so the back of this book says, "11-year-old Melody has always has hello." 11-year-old Melody has a photographic memory. Her head is like a video camera that is always recording. Always. And there's no delete button. She's the smartest kid in her whole school, but no one knows it. Most people, her teachers and doctors included, don't think she's capable of learning. And up until recently, her school days consisted of listening to the same preschool-level alphabet lessons again and again and again and again. If only she could speak up. If only she could tell people what she thinks and knows. But she can't. Because Melody can't talk. She can't walk. She can't write. Being stuck inside her head is making Melody go out of her mind. That is, until she discovers something that will allow her to speak for the very first time. At last, Melody has a voice, but not everyone around her is ready to hear it. So what I'm getting from this, obviously I've already read this book, but what I'm getting from this, uh, if I hadn't read it before, is that Melody is an 11-year-old girl who is so smart, so, like, talented. She has a photographic memory, which means she's, like, like, she can remember a lot of things in vivid detail. She's super smart. Like, she's just overall amazing. But she can't talk or walk or do anything. Um, I mean, of course, she can do some things, but not without help. And um, and she has so many things to say, but she can't. And then she gets something or finds out something that makes her able to finally share her voice. But not everyone around her is ready to hear it as, it's, as the back said and 
yeah i think that that's probably talking about how some people are being mean to her because she can't do those things that people who without challenges can do and even after she finally has a voice and able to share it with everyone they aren't ready to listen so we're gonna read the first chapter of this book actually we'll probably read the first two chapters because these chapters are quite short uh but let's get going also yeah like i said i apologize for the wind it's so windy like it's whistling when people say the wind is whistling that's literally what's happening outside my house right now so chapter one words i'm surrounded by thousands of words maybe millions cathedral mayonnaise pomegranate mississippi ne neapolitan hippopotamus silky terrifying iridescent tickle sneeze wish worry words have always swirled around me like snowflakes each one delicate and different each one melting untouched in my hands deep within me wor words pile up in huge drifts mountains of phrases and sentences and connected ideas clever expressions jokes love songs from the time i was really little maybe just a few months old words were like sweet liquid gifts and i drank them like lemonade i could almost taste them they made my jumbled thoughts and feelings have substance my parents have always blanketed me with conversation they chattered and babbled they verbalized and vocalized my father sang to me my mother whispered her strength into my ear every word my parents spoke to me or about me i absorbed and kept and remembered all of them i have no idea how i untangled the complicated process of words and thought but it happened quickly and naturally by the time i was two all my memories had words and all my words had meanings but only in my head i have never spoken one single word i am almost 11 years old i can't chapter two i can't talk i can't walk i can't feed myself or take myself to the bathroom big bummer my arms and hands are pretty stiff, but I can mash the buttons on the TV remote and move my wheelchair with the help of the knobs that I can grab on the wheels. I can't hold a spoon or a pencil without dropping it, and my balance is like zip. Humpty Dumpty had more control than I do. When people look at me, I guess they just see a girl with short, dark, curly hair strapped into a pink wheelchair. By the way, there's nothing cute about a pink wheelchair. Pink doesn't change a thing. They'd see a girl with dark brown, eye, dark brown eyes that are full of curiosity, but one of them is slightly out of whack. Her head wobbles a little. Sometimes she drools. She's really tiny for a girl who was aged 10 and three quarters. Her legs are very thin, probably because they've never been used. Her body tends to move on its own agenda, with feet sometimes kicking out unexpectedly and arms occasionally flailing, connected with whatever is close. Connecting with whatever is close by, a stack of CDs, a bowl of soup, a vase of roses. Not a whole lot of control there. After folks got finished making a list of my problems, they might take time to notice that I have a fairly nice smile and deep dimples. I think my dimples are cool. I wear tiny gold earrings. Sometimes people never even ask my name. It's like it's not important or something. It is. My name is Melody. I can remember way back to when I was really, really young. Of course, it's hard to separate real memories from the videos of me that dad took on his camcorder. I've watched those things a million times. Mom bringing me home from the hospital. Her face showing smiles, but her eyes squinted with worry. Melody tucked into a tiny baby bathtub. My arms and legs looked so skinny, I didn't splash or kick. Melody propped up with blankets on the living room sofa, a look of contentment on my face. I never cried much when I was a baby. Mom swears it's true. Mom massaging me with lotion after a bath. I can still smell the lavender, then wrapping me in a fluffy towel with a little hood built into one corner. Dad took videos of me getting fed, getting changed, and even me sleeping. As I got older, I guess he was waiting for me to turn over and sit up and walk. I never did, but I absorb everything. 
I began to recognize noises and smells and tastes. The whomp and whoosh of the furnace coming alive each morning. The tangy odor of heated dust as the house warmed up. The feel of a sneeze in the back of my throat. And music. Songs floated through me and stayed. Lullabies mixed with the soft smells of bedtime slept with me. Harmonies made me smile. It's like I've always had a painted musical soundtrack playing, playing background to my life. I can almost hear colors and smell images when music is played. Mom loves classical. Big, booming Beethoven symphonies blast from her CD player all, late, all day long. Those pieces always seem to be bright blue as I listen, and they smell like fresh paint. Dad is partial to jazz, and every chance he gets, he winks at me, takes out Mom's Mozart disc, then pops in a CD of Miles Davis or Woody Herman. Jazz, to me, sounds brown and tan, and it smells like wet dirt. Jazz music drives Mom crazy, which is probably why Dad puts it on. Jazz makes me itch, she says with a frown as Dad Dad's music explodes into the kitchen. Dad goes to her, gently scratches her arms and back, then engulfs her in a hug. She stops frowning, but she changes it back to classical again as soon as Dad leaves the room. For some reason, I've always loved country music. Loud, guitar-strumming, broken heart music. Country is lemons, not sour but sugar sweet and tangy, lemon cake, icing, cool, fresh lemonade, lemon, 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 love it. When I was really little, I remember sitting in our kitchen being fried breakfast by mom, when a, and a song came on the radio that made me screech with joy. So I'm singing, Elvira, Elvira, my heart's on fire, Elvira, giddy up, giddy up, um, pop, um, pop, um, mow, mow. Giddy up, um, pop, um, pop, um, mow, mow. Hey ho, silver, away. How did I already know the words and the rhythms to that song? I have no idea. It must have seeped into my memory somehow, maybe from a radio or TV program. Anyway, I almost fell out of my chair. I scrunched up my face and jerked and twitched as I tried to point to the radio. I wanted to hear the song again, but mom just looked at me like I was nuts. How could she understand that I loved the song Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys when I barely understood it myself? I had no way to explain how I could smell freshly sliced lemons and see citrus tone musical notes in my mind as it played. If I had a paintbrush, wow, what a painting that would be. But mom just shook her head and kept on spooning applesauce into my mouth. There's so much my mother doesn't know. I suppose it's a good thing to be unable to forget anything, being able to keep every incident of my life crammed inside my head, but it's also very frustrating. I can't share any of it and none of it ever goes away. I remember stupid stuff like the feel and the lump of oatmeal stuck on the roof of my mouth, or the taste of toothpaste not rinsed off my teeth. The smell of early morning coffee is a permanent memory, mixed up with the smell of bacon and the background yakking of the morning news people. Mostly, though, I remember words. Very early, I figured out there were millions of words in the world. Everyone around me was able to bring them out with no effort. For salespeople on television, buy one and get two free for a limited time only. The mailman who came to the door, morning, Mrs. Brooks, has the baby. The choir at church, Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. The checkout clerk at the grocery store, thanks for shopping with us today. Everyone uses words to express themselves, except me. I bet most people don't realize the real power of words, but I do. Thoughts needs words. Words need a voice. I love the smell of my mother's hair after she washes it. I love the feel of the scratchy stubble on my father's face before he shaves, but I've never been able to tell them. Okay, so that's um, page eight, end of chapter two. Let's see how many chapters. There are um, 33 chapters in this book. So uh, let's see. That's about 11 chapters per week. So I'm going to read chapter 11 
read through chapter 11 next week and um, we'll pick up, I'll do like a little review from there. So first thoughts on this book. Sharon M. Draper, I think she has a very good voice, very like easy to read, easy to like, like you can relate with the um, with the main character. Um, but it's also kind of like funny. She has a bit of a sense of humor and she's also like very creative with the words she uses and how she phrases them. Um, and I think that it sounds really good. I think so far Melody has been really able to describe her experiences, to describe um, what she feels and what she sees and hears. Um, and there's actually um, a medical condition. I don't want to mispronounce it because um, like I just don't want to mispronounce it, but it's where you can like hear hear colors and see like see sounds and things like that. And it's like actually it's it's cool, but at the same time it can be very difficult. I can I would assume it could be very difficult because like you can and especially for Melody that would be difficult because she can't she can't express how those emotions that are inside her and I think that'd be so difficult because I love talking, I love expressing myself. Um, and if I wasn't able to do that, I don't know what I would do. But so far, I'm really liking this book. Um, I hope you guys are too. And I will see you at the end of chapter 11 next week. Um, if it's okay, if you go a little ahead, a little behind, I won't, I'll try not to spoil anything next week, but that's where I'm going to be aiming to. So yeah. But yeah, I will see you guys next week for the next episode where we'll check in. This book is called Out of My Mind. If you want to go check it out at the library, buy it, or see if you can find it online. Um, I'll see you guys next week through Chapter 11. Hope you have a good day. Bye!